Though I had a I had a, a, a couple of ladies come into uh, Mikado uh, last night, and they sit down and and uh, girl, uh, the girl says, "Well, how's things going? Like, uh, have things been getting progressively better for you guys?" I said, "No. I mean, with the with the big spike or whatever, everything's just really quiet." And she was like, "What? Is there a big Corona spike or something?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, she's just a person who doesn't watch the news. That's just that's yeah. that, that she's one of those people." I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's all over the country." She's like, oh, oh okay. It's <laughs> probably a no good idea. PSA for her to know. Yeah, it really was, yeah. She was responsibly wearing her mask and worried about our restaurant, all those things. But I was glad to inform her <laughs> that she should check her well, phone or something. What does she, like, use her phone to make phone calls? <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, she's not on any news sites or any social media because even no matter how you feel about it, your people are vocal about it. Sure, you know, yeah. If else. you're on uh, Facebook or Instagram, what are these things? Yeah, they would just tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. On the Twitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snapchat. TikTok. Is it so? If I turned on TikTok, would everybody be talking about the? Uh, the spike they would probably be telling you about the spike but also dancing while they did it <laughs> i really need to get on this yeah so uh, just prepare to uh it'll be great it'll be perfect yeah so, uh, just to... y'all don't watch us play throughout the year to tell you the truth Whee! i'm gonna be real with you and i don't care if i get yeah, fine that train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 6th, and this is episode 484, company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss some fashion news. We're going to talk about the new 2020-2021 NBA season format. Uh, talk about the Pacers' schedule, and get through about half of the Western Conference preview. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast-to-coast, like butter toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? So glad to be with you guys. Uh, I'd like to shout out uh, the doctor once again. Um, these are uh, the schedule pod and the uh, conference previews are his babies. So uh, we're trying to do it without him because he has an actual baby right now to take care of. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Good to see you guys. Yeah. Good to sure. see you too. Uh, before we get into the show, we've got a lot to cover, but I want to remind you, you can support us over on Amazon. Uh, kicks a few bucks back to us if you head to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon or hit the link in the show notes. Uh, kicks a small percentage back to us and helps support what we do in these trying times. Lots to, uh, to, to um, discuss, as, as I mentioned. Uh, the first one, this is probably the most important of the, of the bench, is... The pinstripes are back on the Pacers. These are the City Edition. Um, it's one of the alternates, but uh, it's like a remix of the of the old, um, the old pinstripes. Colson, you're our, our fashion expert. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about these? Yeah, so I was trying to remember the old pinstripes. Did they come along with Conceicold Fieldhouse? Is that like the first season we started doing those? Like the finals year? 
That sounds truthy. I to feel me. like that was true. And then I feel like we got rid of them immediately after the brawl because we were trying to distance ourselves from from the look of our test jersey ripped across the, <laughs> and all over tracks, the news. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's the case. Uh, but I think it's been long enough now that we can come back to the pinstripes. These look these look great. I don't know. Yeah, how I wouldn't even have thought about it. it unless you didn't immediately said something. <laughs> Oh. Uh, no, these are these are great. Uh, they're they're a bolder blue, uh, you know, a, a lighter blue um, that pops more than the old pinstripes. The old pinstripes were sort of a navy blue. Um, these are nice and bright, um, and I'm a big fan. Uh, they also uh, my favorite part of this whole thing, and this is the, this is the the uh, the fashion uh, part of this is that there is a, a logo. Uh, on the shorts, a new logo they've come up with, uh, right kind of where you'd have a, on the, the belt buckle right there. Um, and it is the like state flag crest. And in the middle of that is a backboard with a with a, a hoop on it. And in the middle of the backboard is the, the Pacers ball logo. And it's really dope. And I would definitely rock a t-shirt of that logo. So actually, yeah, you know, Christmas true. ideas for you guys. It's cool, yeah. It's like a hybrid of like the the state flag and the and and the Pacers logo. So I dig it. Think they'll finally get around to making a Bogdanovich jersey for you? <laughs> That's right. I I did uh, I did eventually get a t shirt, Bogdanovich t shirt, but then I got fat, so I can't wear it anymore. <laughs> Maybe you should put that uh, you know hanging up on the wall as like as motivation for you. You know, sure, but then I could just hang up all my clothes on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a motivational speaker. We found out. So. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see the these. Uh, I think they look really nice. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, you can head over to uh, Pacers.com if you want to check out how they look. Malcolm Brogdon did a, a, a little uh, modeling sesh. Um, and you can enter a, a prize or enter a contest to win an autographed one uh, on the page. So, um, pretty sweet. And it's December eighth, so uh, hop on that. Must be eighteen, and an Indiana resident. So messed up. That's <laughs> messed up, man. Well, what? What? what, what, what why? Yeah, the internet has no borders. What is Come this? on. <laughs> They don't have to like want to make. Their, maybe they didn't pay for like you know long distance. They got to pay for the minute. If they got to call them to tell them they won or something like that. What's this? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, I got worked up there. That's right. Um, okay, so moving on. The uh, the season is going forward as planned. There is a new format for the next season. So uh, we knew. Uh, we we thought we knew mostly what it was going to be it's sort of been confirmed but the the season does begin on December 22nd uh will be 72 games as we had previously heard um a, a couple new things it's sort of going to be broken up into two halves um it, it's going to be uh, from December 22nd until March 5th which is the all-star break and um in between so that's the you know the first half of the season um and they're breaking up March 5th to 10th is the break. Um, March 11th to July 22nd. I'm sorry, to uh, May 21st is the second half. I'm sorry, May 16th. So March 5th, March 10th to May 16th. Um, Got it. Sorry, there's a lot of dates here. Yeah. Um, it's the second half of the season. Then they're doing a play-in tournament, and essentially similar to what we saw in the bubble. It's the 7, 8, 9, 10 in each conference. We'll be playing a little mini tournament. Uh, but the um, the top two teams um, basically need to win one game, and the bottom two teams need to win two games. Um, and those... Two of those four teams will will take up the seven and eight seed, going into the tournament. So into the into the playoffs. So and May twenty second to July twenty second is the playoffs, including the finals and whatnot. So just real quickly on that. So is it the seventh and eighth seeds are playing each other, and whoever wins that one gets the seventh seed, and then the the ninth and tenth play each other, and whoever wins that gets to play the eighth seed for the. That's eighth the seed. way I understand okay. that, right? Yeah. 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 
So so it's a lot of work to get from the nine or ten. You've got to win a couple series. Well, it's just I mean it's two games. I mean it, they're just one game series, you know. But oh, okay, I thought so. Those aren't three game series each. Uh, no, no, no. It's just okay. a single a single. Okay. Play, it's a play in game. So yeah, they, got it. Yeah, if you're seventh and eighth, and you win the game, you win the first game, you go to the, you know, you you go, you're in the seventh spot, and you're in the playoffs, and, um, yeah, the the nine ten teams play the winner of those plays again, and if they win, they they go on. So okay, yeah. um, just real quick, like well, Harper, what do you what do you think about this? It's I mean, we saw it; it was fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I like a little extra free basketball. I mean, I think Colson, your your point is well taken that it, you know, maybe it just wasn't tough enough for seven and eight seeds to advance. So let's throw some more games at them, make sure they're good and tired when they go take on the top seeded teams, right? Before you go before take they get on swept one by a one <laughs> totally. So I, I mean, in that sense, it seems like a greater handicap to these teams, but it's the more competitive, you know, end of that spectrum, and uh, you know, it's good for those teams. There's, you know extra money and gate for all those guys so yeah sure why not we'll we'll, we'll see how it works out in practice but i'm not going to say no to free basketball sure one i guess one thing um you know we've talked for many years about sort of that area of the of the um standings that you don't really want to be in um you know is there an incentive to not go to the playoffs i mean i guess you don't want to see teams take that off but um, I mean, I guess if there's an incentive of like money, you know, if to the players, like, hey, if you go, if you qualify for the playoffs, you get an extra, I don't know, a couple hundred grand. I don't know what, what you get, but uh, extra cash. I mean, I, that's what I'm, my, my only worry is that the, the in- incentives are, are not there, but hopefully it's it's enough and it's just as extra fun. and. Yeah, I think, I, mean, people, lose, I think people want to go to the playoffs, right? And I mean, so- I, I, no, it's not the players that I'm concerned about. It's like, you know, say you're in the 10th spot and, you know, you've got a young, you know, like like Phoenix last year. Um, it's a young team and they were winning like crazy. And, um, you know, you're out of the lottery if you go to the playoffs, right? Like, you know, does, does you know, does ownership, their management, like, <laughs> do they want, they would they rather go, you know, get smashed by the Lakers uh, or take a shot, you know, take a, a shot in the lottery and, and make sure you guys are rested for the next season. I don't know. Hard to figure out ways to break it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, are, are they going to set the seating prior to the play-ins? I mean, that would be a pretty straightforward solution to that, right? That, that I don't know. I don't know if they're that, doing that or not, but I mean, if you just set the seating prior to the play-in, then you're either in or out of the lottery, oh, yeah. and you're not disincentivized to win. Right. Yes, that would solve that right away. You know, outside of anything like that, I think it sounds you know sounds fun, um, and uh, you know, a couple games, a couple days, those games will just be you know the 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 um, focus will just be on those games, so. That'll be fun for those teams yeah. as well. And it's good for those teams to get in the spotlight. I mean, generally mm-hmm. those aren't going to be a bunch of teams that, you know, get a lot of national TV attention. Right. Of course. You don't see yeah, a lot so. of Charlotte on the national television, but, you know. Nor will you have a week. play in this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that's the, the caliber of team, perhaps, yeah. that might make a tense season. You will see them at the lottery draft show. <laughs> and it's a little bit extra break um, for – the, the rest of the, the the top six teams, you know, sure. they get off from at a minimum May sixteenth to the twenty second. You know, that's a nice little break there to to you know heal up and yeah, that's like a whole off season. Yeah, <laughs> nowadays depending on for the year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cool. All right, so then uh, we just got the Pacers uh, Pacers schedule for they only do the first half of the year. You know, part of this is. Um, they're they're being responsible and and, and uh, um, trying to leave space to fix games that need to be rescheduled because in all likelihood that gonna happen. Um, it's gonna happen. That is, <laughs> is going to happen. It's happened in every sport so far. You know, outside of the NBA bubble, the bubble ones, but we're not, we're not doing the bubble. So, uh, for example, uh, this was uh, yesterday. Gonzaga Baylor is playing. At, uh, we're supposed to play at the Fieldhouse, uh, but that game was canceled 
due to uh, the coronavirus. Um, so, yeah, it is going to happen. They're going to do their best to, to get these scheduled. I'm going to go ahead and assume that um, they're going to like try to pad in some some space, particularly in the second half, to uh, to this. But you know, it, it's going to be tight. It's going to be hard to do. But they're they're going to do the best they can. But the the schedule is scheduled for 72 games. But uh, we'll, we'll see what we see what we got. Um, so Colson, what do you do? You see any highlights um, of the first half of the schedule that uh, you're excited about? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, I think 72 games makes so much more sense than 82 because all you have to do right now is you play every team uh, in your conference three times and every team in the other conference two times, and it adds up to 72. So there's not all this weird. I play this team sometimes four times and another team three times. Um, <clears throat> so that makes it easy. Uh, on that end, uh, what's very difficult about the schedule, of course, as you mentioned, Joey, is that it's just super compressed. So you'd, if you were going to move forward doing 72 games in the future, you'd like to have it a lot more spread out. Um, I know uh, the first thing Jason always does is he counts the back-to-backs um, in a season. And he, he, he you know tells you how many back-to-backs you're going to have. Um, I think last year that number was like five or seven. You know They've been slowly getting less and less. Um, and um, this year we have seven in the first half of the season. So <laughs> that's no good. Um, but uh, we do start uh, with a really home-heavy uh, home part of the schedule. So I think uh, it is seven out of our first nine games are at home, which will be good because even though the, the, um, you know, the team is basically the same players are coming back, we have a new coaching staff, so – There'll probably be some growing pains. And our team was so injured last year that we didn't really ever have our full lineup. So nice to be kind of going through some of those growing pains at home. But then immediately after that, go into a five-game Western Road Swing. So we'll probably lose all the um, lose all those games and <laughs> be back at 500. <laughs> Love the optimism. <laughs> no. Uh, but there's two back-to-backs on that five-game road trip. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's at Kings at Warriors back to back. Then you play the Blazers, and then it's at Suns at Clippers back to back. So, um, and then um, the other thing that that we get because of this um, uh, because of COVID that we haven't really ever had before is these um, home and homes. They're not actually home and homes. We've had home and homes before, but there's they're two game home stands against the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to play uh, the Raptors back to back at our house. And then we get to go to Charlotte and play them uh, two games in a row. I, it's supposed to reduce travel and things like that. I think that'll be fun. You can sort of, you know, create rivalries, you know, pretty quickly. If you're pissed off from the night before, you can go um, get right back on it. Um, going through the first half, uh, we have already we uh, at the end of the first half of the season, we will already be done playing uh, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Warriors and the Suns, so we don't have to see them anymore. Um, we will not have played the Lakers, the Thunder, the Heat or the Wizards, so we will have to play all of our meetings with them in the second half. Um, and the only two teams that we've completed in the um, East, will have played the Celtics three times and the Knicks three times. So we won't have to see them in the second half of the season either. But yeah, so because of that, because of that math, it actually can figure out who you're playing in the second half of the season. Um, and um, basically, the only thing that becomes unclear is that there's nine games uh, that you don't know if you're going to be playing them at um, within the East. You don't know if you're going to be playing it at home or on the road, right? So that's the only thing because you play three games – um, two are at home or two are on the road, vice versa. So you don't know that. Um, and But what we do know is that we'll, um, the nine games that we don't know will be three home games and six road games. We just don't know who will be playing those. But you can kind of sit down and figure out what the second half of the schedule looks like without the back-to-backs and the road trips. Um, we will have seven Western uh, uh, road games. Um, so maybe there's another five-game wet, uh, road swing in there. Um, or you know a four game or a three game, so um, expect that in the second half of the season. But yeah, I think it's 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 going to be tough, but because it's compressed. But you got to remember it's going to be compressed for everybody. So um, I I assume that it's as fair as it <laughs> as it can be for what they're trying to get done. Um, I'm looking I mean, forward to getting back on the court. So 
Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you everybody plays everybody, right? Yep. I mean, it's going to be what it is. Yep. I'm actually um, surprised that's the case, you know, because the COVID, they, there was some discussion that the conferences might not play each other because of travel and stuff, but yeah. um, they're, they're trying to make it a, as normal as possible. Yeah. I mean, they all got charter jets and stuff, so they'll be all right. Uh, two, two national TV games, both on ESPN uh, against the Bucks on the 3rd of February and at Boston on the 26th of February. Uh, three games on NBA TV uh, at Clippers. The first half of that, Toronto back-to-back at our house, and then San Antonio uh, also hosting on the 22nd of February. Hmm. That's against San Antonio, huh? Easy dub. <laughs> so we'll yeah we'll know more. I'm hoping, uh, man. I'm just hoping that uh, you know everyone stays safe and there's there's you know no transmission. I hope you know I hope this uh, this uh, country uses their uh, you know the, the vaccine is floating around out there. So let's get it to people who need mo- need it most. These these uh, professional athletes and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well put. <laughs> um, I, you know, I do. I hope uh, that the NBA stays COVID-free uh, as possible. But I also, um, you know, with this many games in this small a time and this many back-to-backs, you do worry about injury. I just really hope people stay as as healthy as possible. You always wish that going into a season, but you know, there wasn't really an off season to to rest up and get your body healed. So. Um, well, Get be prepared for load management to be headline news for the next six months. Should yeah, be for exciting. Sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. Kawhi may not play until the, the playoffs. Yeah, this could be <laughs> him and LeBron kicking it in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> Trading uh, Paul George jokes, probably. <laughs> um, so uh, Bjorkgren came out and he said that he doesn't uh, – really believe in load management per se but he's really <laughs> but he's really interested in uh giving uh guys uh deep down on the bench a chance like especially if they've been playing well in practice to go ahead and give them solid minutes for you know a few game stretch um and see how they perform because he thinks it's better at the end of the year that everybody's you know mm-hmm. been in the fire of a, of a game sure but did he yeah, I feel like he that, managed to insult everyone on that one. <laughs> That's what happens when you talk to the team attorney. That's. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I definitely paraphrase that for sure. But <laughs> I, I mean, that's exactly what he was told, so he doesn't have to mess with drawing the ire of the NBA when right. he's sitting yeah. all of his stars. Sure. For yeah. Right. Player development purposes. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it per se. <laughs> yeah, I threw a per se in there, so you know, you know, it's accurate. <clears throat> it's exactly how he feels deep down. Uh, but you know, he talked about how you know the the thirteenth and twelfth and thirteenth guys on the on the Raptors teams, you know, were really important to them during the season. So because they gave them minutes. Sure. There you go. All right. So just uh, I would say T.J. Leaf, get ready, but he's no longer on the team. Oh, he's uh, he can get ready to play out in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, oh, right. get some burn out there. I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> There's nobody on that squad. Well, we can talk about that here in, in a few minutes because uh, uh, now I think it's time for a Western Conference preview. We we don't have a we don't have a Google uh, a Google we don't have a jingle for this, do we? That's uh, I don't know. Does anybody in their in their job title have jingle maker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what have we we've done like eight of these, and I never came up with a jingle for a conference preview. I want oh, you to man. say that sentence again, but look in the mirror next time you're saying it, Colson. <laughs> uh, you can dock my paycheck. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> uh, so we want to we want to start talking about the Western Conference. We do this every every season. Um, uh, kind of disappointed. This is the latest we've started in a year. I feel like we're slacking, but uh, um, we deal with what we got, right? Um, so this year we are going in the order of um, when the team entered the league. The first uh, team we got, the Golden State Warriors, came in, in 1946. Uh, originally they were in Philadelphia and then in San Francisco. So Colson, let's tell me about some uh, Golden State Warriors. 
Yeah, so uh, how the mighty have fallen. Um, so the Warriors, of course, won th- uh, three titles in four years. And then last season, with a bunch of injuries, they went 15-50, and 50, uh, missed the playoffs as well as the bubble. Um, because of that, they got the number two pick and picked up uh, big man James Wiseman. Um, people are saying that he projects to be a franchise center, so uh, good on them for that. Um, they added Kelly Oubre, which is a solid basketball player, played well for Phoenix last year. But they lost uh, Clay Thompson, who uh, went down with a torn Achilles, is out for the year. Um, he's, of course, their starting shooting guard and um, second best player. So that's devastating. I'm really looking forward to seeing Steph Curry back. Um, he's he's just electric, um, and I hope he's healthy. You know, Wiggins. They you know they they traded um, D'Angelo Russell uh, for Wiggins uh, last year, and Wiggins is fine. Um, he he played well for me. Scored like 17 points a game. Um, but between Wiggins and Oubre, you'd just you'd prefer to have one of them be a six man. But with with Clay hurt, that's not going to happen. They're also super thin. Can I interest you in some Damian Lee? I'm sorry, who now? Uh, Kent Bazemore. Mm. I like Kent Bazemore. I know that uh, name. Er- Eric Pascal. It's a, it's uh, Marquise Chris. Marquise okay. Chris is going to start for them? <laughs> uh, potentially. <laughs> All these guys are going to play real minutes for them. So they, they are got real Mulder thin. on their team, so you know the truth is out there. <laughs> Um, so and also the the dirty little secret of, of last season was Draymond Green was really bad. Um, so hopefully he comes back. Maybe he just maybe he was told to be bad so they could get a draft pick. Um, but their projected uh, well their crunch time five projected crunch time five would be Steph Curry, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and um, if they can trust the rookie um, James Wiseman or otherwise it's going to be Marquise Chris. Um, I think Curry is, uh, enough to make a team relevant, um, but it's a tough West. So I am going to say, sorry, I'm, I've I've actually written things down on paper. So my prediction is that the, uh, Golden State Warriors are going to win 36 games next year. Now you got to remember with all these predictions, it's 72 games, not 82. So if... Uh, that's actually 500 basketball. So in a normal year, they'd they'd win 41. So um, I've got them just outside of the playoffs with 36 wins. Harper, what do you think? I I mean, I don't like this team. And, you know, Steph Curry has perennial health problems. So how long before he goes down with injury X, right? Bad ankle. Especially with all these compressed games and things. I, I mean, right? Um this is a tough team for me because if everybody is healthy, sure, they could win 36, maybe even 38 games. I mean, they could solidly be a 500 team. But I feel like the chances are at some point they just commit to the old tank. Um, so I feel like I'm in no man's land, but I got them at right. 30. 30. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. I think uh, Harper, you know, I think to sort of add to that, I, um, you know, I think, like you said, Curry's got – perennial health problems and i feel like the first time you know basically the the franchise gets a sniff that he's he's hurt it's like all right flip the switch like we're you know well, I mess we're in the tank mode yeah. yeah i mean yeah particularly with like with the compressed season and like you know if you're not if you're not doing well it's, it's not going to get better um but so Vegas, uh, Vegas, and I think they're at thirty-six and a half, and that puts them Ooh. in the eighth eighth spot. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's pound the under. I, was, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like I was, I was like, look, if everybody's healthy and everything goes perfect, they could be at thirty-six, and Vegas has them at thirty-six and a half. Come on, come on, son. Oh, yeah, put your well, money on that already. We don't have Jason here to say they're going to win forty games. So, all right, we will. Uh, Although he did, that. I think that's what he did tell me that they were going to win. I think we were forty-five, maybe is what he, he said. He had about seventy-four. Yeah. I don't 74. know. <laughs> well, so that was so they're actually you can play seventy-four games, but that's if you're doing the two play-in games. So he thought they were going to to 
win out, and then also win the two play-in game. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's, it seemed very unlikely. But. I don't know. <laughs> He's better at bat than so. me. It's a know. weird year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Team number two, the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, coming from the land of the lakes, many, many, uh, Minnesota, but the, from Minneapolis is where they were. Harper, uh, they're coming off a title. Where do you think they are this season? Uh, they are coming off a title. Um, finished the season officially 52-19 and 19 last year. They've got the best player on the planet. They finally, <laughs> finally inked Anthony Davis to his five-year $190 million extension. So wow. he is in la-la for a while. Um, they did lose Rajon Rondo, uh, who looked pretty darn deadly out in those playoffs last year. Um as well as letting, you know, Dwight Howard go, who, while well, he looked good, um, yeah, he gone. Um, <laughs> Brown's buddy J.R. Smith also gone, Danny Green gone, but at the end of the day, the upgrades were are, are pretty apparent here. Um, Mark Gasol and Montrez Harrell in the front court. They had Wes Matthews, wily veteran. Pacer fans know and love the guy. Uh, as do Blazer fans. Um, I think Dennis Schroeder at the point replacing Rondo is a bit of a question mark. And Dennis has already made some like weird headlines about wanting to start. So Frank Vogel will have his hands full negotiating this team to a second straight championship. But there's no question that they are the odds-on favorite to do so. Um, they're just uh, they're better than every everybody else right now. So... Um, I went ahead and installed them at uh, 47 wins this year. Uh, I suspect that load management may be a word that gets thrown around a lot in Lakertown. Colson, what you think? How far off am I? Uh, no, you're pretty close. I, um, yeah, I, I think LeBron's already discussed maybe uh, skipping the uh, January. Taking off whole calendar months. Now. Exactly. So, um, so I agree with that. But you know, those names you mentioned, um, you know, Montrell, Montrez Harrell and uh, Dennis Schroeder were basically um, the one and two picks for six man of the year last year. Um, Marcus all, I think, still got some stuff left in the tank. I just think that they got better as a team, mm-hmm. and I think that these guys can win games even if LeBron's not you know, playing his uh, butt off every game. Yeah. Um, I went too high on them, and I'm aware of it, but I've got them at 50 games. I just think that AD... I mean, they're really good. Yeah, they're just, they're just so good, and they can win when they want to, and they got deeper. Um, they got better. Um, I, don't, I, I agree with you. They're probably not going to push themselves that much. But LeBron's like is gonna have to do a little less work. His team now knows what to expect from him. He knows what to expect from his team. I think I think this is gonna be a a fun year for them, and I think they're gonna get the the one seed and not work that hard at it. Yeah, and it may be that you know with less mental energy spent trying to get his team <laughs> dialed in, maybe he can concentrate on the basketball portion of the show a little bit more. So LeBron no, might true. have more fun this year. Who knows? Right. You didn't have to try to convince Dwight Howard to, to be an actual <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> Trying to stop Ray John Rondo from being playoff Rondo every day. Well, um, the, the other thing that, um, you know, this is maybe a shock, but uh, uh, LeBron took, a I think, a two-year contract, too. He signed one as well. Yes. Um, so he's... Uh, He's locked in. Of course, the the rumors are he's trying to hang on until his uh, his son is ready to play. But his son's a, a sophomore in high school, so he's still got a couple more years. Um, yeah, but it's that. not exactly like LeBron's hanging on. I mean, he led the league in assists last year. Well, no, but I'm saying like <laughs> he has. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like at a minimum, he's going to stick around until then. Uh, sure, I think I have a feeling. You know. That he'll still be pretty good in a couple. Oh of no! Years. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when I say when I say uh, hang on, it's relative to LeBron. Oh, I you know? see. Like, sure, sure. When I, that's what I'm saying. It's like hanging on from him means only leading the league in assists, like instead of like you know points and rebounds too. You know, <laughs> while winning, you know, uh, should have won, you know, an MVP and, and everything else. So it's it's all relative to him. Okay. Um, He's only uh, taking kind of one it. month off so far this year. So, I mean. <laughs> right. 
Uh, and then he's headed to the, the Olympics next next summer, uh, presumably. Maybe, um, sure. But we got him at 47 and a half, uh, first place in the West. Um, but yeah, lo- load management's going to be a big deal. And um, But yeah, I mean, this is going to be another weird season, but uh, yeah, they, they, they pretty much across the board made some, some good upgrades uh, for the most part. And it's going to be fun, you know. It's going to be another good year for them. Yeah, as surprisingly, Vegas is good at this. Uh, Forty-seven and a half feels pretty, pretty truthy. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. take this one to Vegas either under or over. Yeah, seems like a stay away. Yeah. Next team up, coming in again uh, at nineteen forty-eight, the Sacramento Kings. They originally were the Rochester Royals. They moved to Cincinnati. They were the Royals there, and then were the Kansas City Kings before moving to Sacktown. And this team, um, they were 31 and 41 last year. They did make the bubble, but they missed the playoffs. They were in that uh, elite group uh, that went there and didn't play in the playoffs. They got the 12th pick and picked up Tyrese Halliburton, uh, which comes with uh, some nice government contracts. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 6'5 guard, and uh, like every one of the Pacers drafted, he may be the steal of the draft. Um, <laughs> they did lose Bogdan Bogdanovich in, uh, in the... The shame that was that we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah. um, the trade that wasn't. The trade that wasn't. They did pick up uh, Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky, and Frank Hassan Whiteside. Tank. Frank the Tank. Uh, in my notes here, it says uh, of note, and there's nothing there. So that's a, that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's in our Crunch Time 5, we have De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, uh, Marvin Bagley the third and Hassan Whiteside. So these are these are these are good guys. You know, I think that's um, it's a good core. Um, that being said, um, I don't think it's going to get us real far. I've got them at twenty eight and a half wins, which put them twelfth in uh, in the West. Um, I like these guys, but I mean, I, you know, Darren Fox is is is, is going to be nice. Uh, Buddy Heald maybe going to be helpful, but. I don't know. Harper, where are you at on these, the Kings? Uh, I'm a little bit more bullish than that. Uh, Darren Fox looked great last season, just signed himself a big long-term contract. Um, Bagley's missed, you know, 78 games in the last couple of years. If they can get that dude healthy and on the court, um, this dude's pretty good. Hassan Whiteside is helpful. Uh, you know, they're not ready to win a championship or anything, but, I mean, they won 31 last season. I don't see why they wouldn't be a little bit better. I got them at least a 32. That's fair. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, Vegas has them losing what it was at two and a half games for, um, for the Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, loss. Essentially, is he worth two and a half games? Is that is that the case? Um, well, it's it's uh, you got to adjust it because of fewer games this season. This actually has them probably moving up a little bit. Well, no, they played they played 72 games last year. Remember, everything mm-hmm. was all messed up. Oh, everything's yeah. always messed up. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, all teams played between what seventy and seventy-four, or seventy-one and seventy-four. Right, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and so they these... played exactly seventy-two, as it turns out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I basically this is one of those situations where I just ran out of wins. Um, I've got them at twenty-six because I don't really care. It's the Kings. That's fair. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I I hope they get better, um, but I don't I don't have the wins for them, so I don't feel strongly okay. about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, and one thing I think for them is most of these guys are, are you know, relatively young. So I yeah, think for that, sure. that this this compressed season will will hurt them less than some of the other teams. Like the Lakers aren't are going to be you know treating the season much differently than the Kings are. Right, and and they're going to get better. Right, the young guys should ideally get yep. better. So, yeah. All right. The Denver Nuggets. Coming in at 1967 from the ABA, they were originally the Denver Rockets in the merger in 76. Colson, uh, you're our uh, resident, uh, well, uh, Nuggets and Rockets expert. Um, 
How you feel about the team this season? Uh, I feel really good about them. Um, last season they went uh, 46-27. Uh, they were the third seed. If you guys will remember, uh, they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals in the bubble um, after completing uh, two uh, amazing comebacks while being down one, being down three-one, um, one against the Jazz and then against the Clippers, uh, which may have destroyed both of those franchises potentially. So <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they lost a, a couple uh, key pieces: uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, Mason Plumley. And uh, Tory Craig, uh, those were all three players that were in their rotation uh, last year, and they basically just replaced him all those people with Jamichael Green. So I don't, I think that <laughs> might be that might be a downgrade. Uh, they did pick up some kid, I think uh, Facungo Campazzo. He's from Real Madrid, um, like a He's veteran a point player? guard. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, he's apparently going to slot right in as their backup point guard. So um, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on him. Um, they had a couple draft picks. Uh, so I, I, they kind of got younger for an already relatively young team. Let's see. Their crunch time five projected as uh, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, and uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, Jokic is an MVP caliber player. I think Murray showed in the bubble uh, that he's ready for bigger things. Um, and if you hope that Gary Harris and Barton stay healthy because they just weren't last season, um, that keeps them. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I think all that keeps them in the mix for a home court. Um, but the key is Michael Porter Jr. Second year, they really need his wing defense, um, and they really need him to be mature about um, not getting all the the ball all the time and needing to score. Um, <laughs> Um, so if he's ready to do those things, I think the Nuggets are ready to take another step, even though they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, I've got them at uh, 49 wins. Love me some Denver. Love you me. I think Jamal. Sure do. Uh, yeah, I think Jamal Murray and Jokic are legit, and Porter gets his head on straight a little bit this year. I'm all in. Yeah, I mean. Thinning them out a little bit, and I mean Gary Harris and Will Barton, like they're just going to be injured. It's just kind of an underdog team to me. I mean, I love the way that they play in the playoffs, um, but I mean they're consistently good in the regular season. I just I, I got them at forty four. I just okay. I don't know. yeah. I, I mean I, I don't I don't that's, know that's that fifty be wins that in a regular that be, year. That's that's a solid season. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, got them as the second best team in the West. That seems strong. I got them nearby at forty-four and a half uh, in third place on my uh, on my list. Yeah, they're going to be good, and I think yeah, they're going to build off what they did last last season. Um, you know, they were you know they were fun to watch. You know, they were they were as surprised as anybody. I think um, on one hand, just because they had to you know fought so hard to come back, they're sort of the Cinderella team uh, of the playoffs. Um, I mean, they definitely deserve to be there, you know, and so hopefully they'll uh, take the next step and they're going to be good. So they're going to be fun, fun to watch for sure. But yeah, the, all those, yeah, those guys, you know, Millsap and, and uh, Jokic and, you know, they got just a solid squad up and down. So third place for me. Any other words on the, on the Nuggets, Colson? Nope. I, I, okay. I apparently uh, have them. I mean, if Vegas has forty four and a half, get you a third spot in the West. I have I've maybe done my numbers very wrong. I never look at Vegas before I do these things, so um, I may be giving people a lot more wins than than they might actually get. Well, this this season Vegas has the lower seeds are, are worse than they had been in the past. You know. Well, and that's how I did. I mean, I figured, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you remember a couple of years ago, like. Uh, like the the uh, Gold State would suck up a lot of wins, you know. Mm-hmm. They went like seventy two in a season, like yeah. or whatever it was, like it was seventy two, right? Like 
they they kind of skewed the uh, the standings a bit. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm thinking see. about this like with this compressed schedule and load management stuff. Like maybe I should go through and like take two wins off of everyone, and then just have a bunch of and then give them all to Cleveland or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Not Cleveland, but no, I'm, no. I'm all maybe locked Sacramento. in. Yeah, so yeah, but I'm locked in, so let's go. I don't I don't have uh, the brain capacity to do that much math. No. So. <laughs> Uh, next team, the San Antonio Spurs. They came in uh, again in 1967 with the ABA-NBA merger as well. Um, they were originally the from Dallas and then Texas, and they used to be known as the Chaparrales, which I had to look up because I don't know what that is because I'm not from Texas. Um, <laughs> what is a Chaparral? It's like a dry area um, around a... Uh, coastline region. It is. Uh, they have dense evergreen shrubs and grasses. So mm. it's a uh, landscape sort of uh, region, or it's a sort of you know, uh, not landscape region, but just sort of a part of the uh, biosphere. I'm really glad you told me that because I honestly have been going through my whole life thinking it was the long version of uh, Chaps. Hmm. <laughs> And it made sense to me, you know, because the Spurs are, you know, it's cowboy themed and stuff. I just. Uh, right. There you go. Learn something new every day. It's an eco region, is what it is. So, last season they were 32 and 39 again, um, like the Kings. Made the bubble, missed the playoffs. Um, in the draft, they picked up the 11th pick and got Devin Vassell. He's a 6-7, 3-and-D wing player. Um, but I think their 3-and-D guys can play three. Can play D and shoot three. So. How novel. That's yeah. right. Um, their crunch time five looks like uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, how do you say it? Jakob Pertle. Jakob Pertle. Um this season may be a little rough for them. You know, they they've got you know, they've got some solid players, but uh, I don't know that they they're, they're going to have enough to compete against some of these teams. Um, and I've got them actually the same as Kings, twenty eight and a half. Um, they didn't really do much, too much in the off season, so they weren't great last season, and they were you know don't look to be too much better. So that's where I've got them, kind of. 13th in the West. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I'm I'm right there. Um, I've got him at 28. I um, I just, I think Aldridge and DeRozan might be losing a step. They didn't really do anything. I kind of feel like they're going to be around where they were. Um, you know, this is the, this is the stock up on talent and, you know, get people in the draft and try to get back to being the a franchise that goes to the finals every year. I mean, they had a real good run. Um, what was it, twenty year run or whatever, where they always made the playoffs, but um I just I don't think it's gonna happen this year. And they didn't really tank enough to like, you know, get one of the elite picks, you know, so Yeah. Um I mean Devin Vassell begs to differ. <laughs> Fine. Please go D- ahead and prove duly it. noted. <laughs> Welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, they won 32 games last year, most of it without Deontay Murray. I mean, this is a developmental phase. They've got a few young guys, you know, in Derek White, Kelton Johnson, Lonnie Walker, and Pirtle that they like okay. Uh, in a different year, I would trust Popovich to be able to get something out of them in the offseason and, and bring that talent along and, you know, see an uptick here. But uh, with everything being so abbreviated, I've just I've got them pretty flat here at 33. It's a bummer, but... Uh... Yeah, they'll be back. I mean, I, I I trust this franchise as a as a whole. Like they've got great you know great leadership, uh, great coaching. Um, it's just a matter of time before they're uh, great chaps. You know. Great great chaps over there. Yes. Um, and the last one we want to talk about today is the Houston Rockets. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Again, uh, same with the Spurs coming in 1967. Originally, they were in San Diego and then uh, moved to Houston in 71. Uh, Colson, a lot happened with the, the Rockets, didn't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they've had uh, a little bit of an off season. Um, last season, uh, they were forty four and twenty eight. Uh, they were the fourth seed, and they lost in the uh, Western Conference semifinals, four to one to the Lakers. First, uh, Daryl Morey uh, decided to leave uh, and uh, spend more time with his family. And then I think a week later, um, started working for Philly as their GM. So uh, <laughs> that was all family. PR. Yeah, that was all PR. Um, and then Coach D'Antoni uh, stepped down and uh, was replaced by Steven Silas. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, first time coach, I assume. They lost Robert Covington, uh, Austin Rivers. On top of all those people leaving, Westbrook and Harden both asked for trades. So it's it's not been a real fun offseason for, for the Rockets. They did go out and, and get some size uh, because, if you'll recall, um, they were uh, playing a super small ball last year where their biggest player was 6'7". Um, they went out and got uh, advanced stats darling Christian Woods from uh, Detroit and uh, former All-Star DeMarcus Cousins. Um, they then uh, granted uh, Russell Rushbrook his uh, uh, request to be traded and traded him to uh, the Washington Wizards for uh, John Wall. This is bizarre. I mean, I guess they both have the same contract. Wall's a little bit younger, um, but we haven't seen him play for two years. Westbrook looked real good um, in the middle of the season last year. Playing some of the best ball he's ever played, um, but then kind of uh, got COVID and stumbled through the playoffs. So it's unclear whether either either of these guys will be difference makers on their new teams. But it's interesting uh, for sure. Do you have have thoughts, opinions on whether the uh, who won the John Wall Westbrook uh, trade? Oh, was it was this supposed to be a winner? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is that what they were I going just for? Bad. Yeah, it's just like. They're just switching salaries just for a change of scenery. Is that? I mean, one of the nobody saves got any a, money. One of the team got a draft pick, right? Didn't they win? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> the case. Whichever team that was won. The Wizards had to send a draft pick, didn't they? Yeah, because that's the thing. Houston's just looking for draft picks the whole time um, to, to replace some of the draft picks they sent to get Westbrook in the first place because yeah. they traded like four draft picks for Westbrook, and he was only there a season. Um. John Wall's younger. Um, he's a better shooter. He's Tell a better defender. Knees. Yeah, exactly. Um, if he's healthy, uh, he makes more sense next to Harden, but it's unclear whether Harden is going to be here at all. Um, Harden is uh, already skipping uh, training camp, which is great. <laughs> um, so if he's not committed or uh, you know does show up and just goes through the motions, um, or if he's traded... Um, who who who's the best player on the team at that point? Is it John Wall after two major uh, leg surgeries? Is it Demarcus Cousins after two major leg surgeries? No, or is it Eric, Tucker? Or is it yeah? Or Eric Gordon after two major leg surgeries? I don't know who's the best player on this team. If there's no Harden, I have no idea what to do with this pick. Basically, I think Harden is worth. Um, he himself. Uh, is just by himself flirting with home court advantage in the playoffs. Without him, this team is a disaster. Um, it's it's uh, going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So I kind of went in between there, and I said they're going to be a 500 team plus one, assuming Harden's around for at least half the season or mildly engaged. Um, I did not know what to do with them, so I just copped out and gave them 37 wins. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I... I- I literally don't know who's on this team. I mean, as of we're recording on Sunday the 6th, my understanding is that they've only got 10 players signed. They've got six players on non-guaranteed contracts, including Boogie Cousins and Gerald Green. Like, this team has so much work to do. And I agree, if Harden's out there and trying to play, sure, this could be a playoff team. Right. But nobody Just throw seems... anything around him and it's a playoff team, right? Right. But... but it just no one seems very committed to the project right now and they've got a rookie coach. I, I just this is tough. I just like with Golden State, I just I don't know which way this thing's going. They could throw on the towel early on this thing. Uh, so I feel like I'm stuck in no man's land. I went lower than you. I went 34, but it's just it just I would stay away from that just cuz I mean, it's just a scary team. 
Yeah, I've, we we probably should just bet on this not going well. I mean, I, we should just bet it on Harden not coming back, right? And just go under. I mean, I I'm with you, but, is, but Harden loves to score points, and he's really good at it, right? And It's true. He doesn't really seem to have an off switch. So even if he's not committed, the, they may win a bunch of games. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, if I was yeah, going to bet, I would definitely take the under. Well, and if he gets traded, like, you assume there'll be some talent coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Young talent and yeah. draft picks, you know? Yeah. True. Uh, what's uh, what's Vegas got on this? Maybe they know better than we do, huh, Joe? Well, Vegas, so we're sitting at 35 and a half. So they're just guessing, uh, too. Yeah, I mean, who <laughs> okay. knows? But okay. and the thing is, like, yeah. Who knows what's happening with the with the roster? Um, one thing was I think Colson, you just said you said John Wall was a better shooter. Is that? I think so. Than, I think his I thought his uh, three point percentages are better than Westbrook's. I, I mean, don't Westbrook's remember not much of a what happened shooter. in 2014 when he last played basketball. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Pretty sure Westbrook is not much of a three point shooter. Friend friend of the show Chuck Diesel posted uh, to our Slack. And um, yesterday, uh, saying that over the past five seasons, seventy-eight players have attempted two thousand, at least two thousand jumpers. Uh, John Wall ranks seventy-seventh in effective field goal percentage, and the seventy-eighth was Russell Westbrook. <laughs> oh, perfect! <laughs> cool. So, is he better than him? Yeah, he is. But <laughs> he's more hurt, though. Oh, he man. is more hurt. But he's less crazy. Potentially, that's so. true. That's true. Um, I think this doesn't go well for Houston um, on the um, Eastern Conference preview. Uh, just a little spoiler: I think this might be just crazy enough. It might work for Washington. So, I mean, I mean potentially, a, right? Yeah, they have a player that they can see minutes. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah, you actually have somebody who would play the John Wall minutes. It might actually work out. I, yeah. I would argue it, it will probably start well, and then. Proceed to go very poorly the second half of the season. I've 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 seen Russell Westbrook's movie before. <laughs> and you think the sequel is going to be no different? That seems to be a lot more of the same. I'm not, actually, this will be the, the this will be the third in the trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you got a formula that works, you know, just keep <laughs> pumping those things out. <laughs> Listen, we don't come to be surprised, right? Like we, <laughs> that's right. We want action. We want things blowing up. We want Russell Westbrook, right? Triple doubles. <laughs> All that matters. That's right. Well, uh, I think that will wrap it up for this show. We're going to finish this in uh, the second show on Thursday. We'll be back with you to finish the rest of the previews for the Western Conference. But uh seems to be an exciting season coming up. Uh, Definitely no shortage of drama that we're going to have uh, with the players and the and the, the COVIDs and, and all that good stuff. So, um, And uh, 4,000 of your friends will be at the Fieldhouse, right, Colson? That's what I've heard. <laughs> so, uh, some, some, I, I heard it through, you know, somebody, so that makes it true. Yes. Sweet. We'll be back with you on. Don't fact Thursday. check me. All right, just don't. Yeah, please, please don't do that. That's gonna make us look. That'll just make it look look bad. <laughs> we'll be back with you on Thursday to finish uh, finish out the Western Conference uh, next week. We'll talk about the Eastern Conference. Uh, so join us then as well, of course. And until then, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com/slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. We got t-shirts on our uh, website for sale as well on the website slash store. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party's over. Nice. like that one. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about Slick. You know, this is just a... Uh, It'd be crazy time. I'm sure he's, you know, he's kind of the demographic that would be pretty vulnerable to coronavirus. So I'm sure he's pretty much on lockdown. But just basketball happening, like on top of basketball, you know. I, mean, I can't imagine him, you know, 
broadcasting these, even the home games, right? Like, oh yeah, no, I I don't think he's going to be allowed in the building. I can't imagine um, till we get this all sorted out. But I, you know, I could be wrong, or, or it sorts us out. <laughs> oh, that was morbid. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I've been watching the news. Yeah, so. that's what happens. <laughs> don't you should know better. Don't recommend it. No, definitely yeah, not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just be like the girl that came into my restaurant and just be surprised <laughs> by things when you're told. Yeah, yeah. She's probably pretty happy there, right? She was. She was very delightful. Just a nice, cheery uh-huh. young lady. Hmm. Get on that train. I'm saying, just go. Um, Stop being on the internet, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Yeah, I mean, you could do a podcast on the internet and then just never hear yourself. Best of both worlds. Yeah, no, this is... (laughs) Sign me up. You have to listen, Joe. It's good for our numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Padding our stats. That's right. Colson's got our show on loop at his house at all time on five <laughs> devices. Yeah.